0: the more I ran I realized that uh, it actually created time for myself it's a it's a general assumption that if you run you'll be tired you need more sleep actually the days uh, I do longer runs I actually need lesser sleep you know the body uh, body is fascinating it's it's amazing and and uh, more than the number of hours that you need the amount of work you can get done during the day when you have had the morning adrenaline rush you know it's much much better Uh, so So i would say that everybody should find that one thing that gives them this kind of heart and you know you will suddenly realize that it is not limited to fitness it is mind body it is it it kind of impacts work it impacts family and suddenly you will find that everything starts falling in place
1: hello hello this is santosh shiva welcome back to another episode of run yogi diaries that is Manish Tugar, a successful senior executive at a leading technology company who has made running a central part of his life for a long time. Running has helped him stay fit. It has given him a lot of joy and made him highly productive. Let's find out from Manish what got him to start running in the first place, how he motivates himself, How does he manage to include it in his extremely busy work schedule, especially with all the travel? How does he manage family expectations? And last but not the least, if there is more to running than just fitness. Hey Manish.
0: Good to catch up with you Santosh.
1: Yeah, welcome. Welcome to Run Yogi Diaries. Thanks for taking your time out and joining us here on the podcast.
0: No, thanks for inviting me and it's my pleasure to be here.
1: Great. So, you know, Manish, I'll let you first introduce yourself and then we'll begin.
0: Sure. Um, well, uh, you know, I don't know where to start. Uh, born and brought up in Calcutta. Uh, gone through a corporate journey, born to a business family, never thought we'll be in a job, but ended up doing that for 25 years. But that also allowed me to do what I'm really passionate about, which is run. And, you know i guess uh, that's the more uh, topical thing on this discussion but the 25 years of my career has coincided with the 25 years that i have run across different places so so happy to be here and thanks santosh for you know uh, inviting me for this
1: conversation uh, it's a pleasure so let's start there actually you've been running continuously for what 19 years so you start you started in 1997
0: yeah now now we're a little more than twenty
1: actually yeah, but you you ran uh like nonstop every day, starting in ninety seven and then I think yeah, you st- stopped in two thousand and sixteen correct
0: I stopped running every day in two thousand and sixteen uh actually two thousand sixteen september uh you know when uh, you know I was running my twenty one k in an event and uh when I was just about to finish. Uh, you know, my legs hurt so much, I literally crawled to cross the finish line. And after that, uh, when I went to the doctor, I was diagnosed with uh, hypothyroid and my creatine levels in blood was 8,500, which is supposed to be at five. So the doctors literally said, uh, it's a miracle that you are even standing up because your muscles are as brittle as a chalk at this point in time. So, you know, you should be at bed rest. So I looked at the doctor and said, uh, does it mean I can't run every day? He said, you can't get up to go to the loop. So it's like, <laughs> it was that bad. So since then I have been advised to run only alternate
1: days. But let's get to, let's do a flashback, right? So you ran yeah. every day starting 1997 or about 19 yes. years, which is, you yes. know, if I do the math, it's about close to 6,900 days plus, you know, give or take. Absolutely. You ran every day which is amazing. Okay, which is amazing. Absolutely. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, uh, so, why? Why did you run every day for 6,900 days? <laughs> what was the motivation?
0: Um, you know, To begin with, it was, uh, it was a desire to, um, you know, solve for my health issues. And then before I knew it became addiction. So, you know, I'm not one of those guys who makes annual resolutions, uh, and I'm also, you know, I try to call myself disciplined. My family says I have an OCD, uh, but you know, if I have a if I have something that I decide I will do, then you know, I can't stop myself from doing it.
1: So, just as a point of clarification, you know, you used the word OCD, but I think you meant it as a colloquial term, not clinical term, correct?
0: Right? I yes, absolutely, absolutely. Right, right. So, just
1: so that people who are listening to this. It's not like you're clinically diagnosed with OCD or anything. It's just that you mean that you get obsessed with things that you're, you love and you're passionate about. And uh, yeah. it's not to be confused with the clinical term OCD and you're not in any way an OCD in that sense. Just no, no, no,
0: no, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. So uh, what I did is I said, I have to create a fail safe plan to make sure that I am taking care of my health and, so I said, I'll need to, I'll need to, you know, do my prayers before I eat anything in the morning, in the day rather. And uh, I'll pray only after I have my bath and I'll have my bath only after I have my exercise. And I chose an exercise which doesn't need any equipment, doesn't need any support. And you it can't be better than running. So that's how it started. And, uh, you know, like I said, that OCD helped. So I didn't miss it. know, there were times when, these are the days when, you know, traveling to US from India used to be 37 hours, uh, especially from Bangalore, because you go from Bangalore to some place from there, you take a flight to somewhere in Europe, from there, you go to uh, JFK or a Newark, and then you take another flight to uh, Tennessee, Nashville, right? So 36 hours, but I had to run every 24 hours. So I would, you know, take a break journey or rather my Europe destination would be where I would put my luggage in the locker, I would run on the airport. So I made sure that I was running once in 24 hours every day of uh, those number of years.
1: But you created a system. You created a, a method which allowed yes. you to kind of navigate, uh, you know, your day-to-day uh, with, uh, you know, and, and get that the job done, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was like the, uh, I would rather say two things. One, the system was forcing me to do it, and secondly, uh, it was a you know, in life we make choices, right? Um, there would be days when I had, when literally, come back from office at 2 a.m. in the morning, and I had to get up again at 5. I could have made two choices. I could have either slept for those three hours, or I could have ran. And in my mind, somehow it was wired that if I have to give up something, it the running will be the last. Everything else, whether it is sleep, whether it is food, whether it is rest, everything else was, you know, would first be given up before I would give up running
1: uh that's that's a great that's a great um, tip because most people struggle with how do i fit in fitness and everything else takes precedence right and somewhere what you're saying is i i just organized my life around that one activity which you believed would be beneficial for your health which was running and you loved running and then everything else organized around it and you're a busy executive. It's not like yeah. you had a lot of time. You 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 are one of the young, uh, you know, young gun executives uh, <laughs> in the IT sector. So it's not like you were you had all the time in the world. But so the way you really organize yourself is fascinating, and it's, it's a great it's a great tip for people who give excuses for not finding time to work out.
0: No, absolutely. And you know, the more I ran, I realized that uh, it actually created time for myself. I mean, it's a, it's a general assumption that if you run, you'll be tired. You need more sleep. Mm -hmm. Actually the days uh, I do longer runs, I actually need lesser sleep. You know, the body, uh, body is fascinating. It's it's amazing. And, and uh, more than the number of hours that you need, the amount of work you can get done during the day when you have had the morning adrenaline rush, you know, it's, it's much, much better. So i have the days you know till 2016 and then after that also i had days of 2 3 kilometers of run and then 35 40 kilometers of run i'm i'm leaving aside the longer ones the 70 one 70 kilometers and all the days i would have run 20 25 you know i would have more energy during the day than i would have done 3 4 so i mm-hmm. think uh, uh, and i guess it's also uh, you know, people call it runner's high, people call it meditation. You know, after the first few kilometers, uh, you are in that zone where you are now not worrying about muscles, you are not, you know, worrying about breath, you are not worrying about what's happening around you, you have completely gone away from the day to day and you are in different mindset altogether. So I guess the body starts looking forward to it. So you know, most people say weekends are coming and I'll have, I'll have a longer sleep. I will have nice food. I'm actually looking forward to getting up early morning and going for my run.
1: <laughs> I think that, that's a true, a true runner speaking. Uh, <laughs> if, if you get a couple of runners together, that's what they're talking about. How long oh, can absolutely. you go this weekend,
0: right? Absolutely.
1: I, I get asked the same question. What are you doing for the weekend? And I can't tell a non-runner, man, I just am happy doing my runs. <laughs> I don't have to think about anything else. I mean, exactly. I think if I keep saying that to people who are non-runners, they might think, "What's wrong with this guy?" Absolutely. But, that's true. but yeah. what you're saying is that's that's absolutely true. So, are you competitive?
0: Um, I I don't do much of events, uh, hmm. but I I compete with myself. Hmm. So I have been uh, always looking at uh, distance and time both, and uh, if uh, you know the thyroid situation wouldn't have hit me. I would have probably crossed my highest. So, 19, 2016, September when I um, uh, when I had to stop running every day. If you take trailing twelve months, uh, I did three thousand seven hundred miles uh, uh, in the in the trailing twelve months, and that was my highest till that point in time. So, effectively, uh, approximately three hundred miles every month. Uh, 10 miles plus a day, and uh, uh, my goal was to, you know, it was not that I was running 10 every day, but on an average, that is how it would be. So I would start with a smaller number, and then Saturday, Sundays would be really big. Um, And uh, my biggest non-stop was 68 kilometers. And uh, you know, I remember uh, I had I I had landed in New York, and uh, it was a Sunday. Normally, I would not spend a weekend in you know away from home. This was one of those days when I was in New York, early morning, landed at 2 a.m., uh, got into the hotel. I would typically stay, uh, you know, Vipro had this deal with uh, uh, Hilton in, uh, in, in uh, Manhattan. So I would check, check it in and then I had nothing to do. I was not getting sleep. So I said, let me go to the Central Park and do a quick walk and come back. I had my, just my shorts and t-shirts and I, I thought I'll run to Central Park and come back. That would be about two and a half kilometers. Uh, I went there I saw a group of people running I started running with them and I didn't realize that you know four and a half hours went and you know I finished 48 kilometers by the time I was back to the hotel so it was uh, you know I would have probably done more and more but uh, after that what I have now done is uh, uh, you know I have focused a bit on my speed so you know I used to be doing about uh, a kilometer in 10 minutes uh, in um, uh, at a speed of 10.7, 10.8 kilometers. Uh, now that has improved to, you know, I finish in 4 minutes, 45 seconds, 4 minutes, 50 seconds. Um, and uh, the days I don't run, I have now started doing climbing. So I now do stairs, um, 140 floors up and down every alternate day. So now I'm doing about 10 miles running and 140 floors, you know, alternate days wow so i try and challenge myself to mm-hmm. do more and more not so much uh, compete with others
1: yeah no that that's well said on the competition i think um, a, lo- a lot of time people get caught with trying to compete with somebody who's faster but if you know yes. going by what you're saying if you if you're just competing with yourself that's good enough because you have a lot to cover just just trying yeah. to get better than what you were yesterday so absolutely so how do you, you know, so, you know, we we work in the tech industry, we, we, you know, how do you respond to when somebody says, Hey, why are you doing this? You know, why don't you just moderate? And there are a lot of myths around running and fitness, right? Uh, a lot of people yeah, yeah. would say, Hey, you would hurt yourself. You know, the knee knees uh, can get hurt. How, how do you typically respond to uh, when people come and advise you unsolicited, especially people who are concerned about you? <laughs> uh, you
0: know, um. So let me give an analogy. You know, uh, after air, water is something that we consume the most, right? And a lot of uh, uh, ailments that you know we can, you know, uh, we end up having, uh, is because of water. So when I started all of this, I also started drinking only boiled water. So at home and for those many years, I have been. The, well, obviously, when we are traveling and you do adjust with uh, mineral water, and at hotel you try and heat it in the uh, in the teapot uh, you know and then boil it and drink it but i've been drinking boiled water and the same question i used to get asked that you know you are drinking boiled water but what if few times you don't get boiled water so the response to that would be that you know if there are 10 day times i'm drinking and if nine times i can actually drink boiled water i won't give that up because that one time i can't get the boiled water right so it's the same thing i mean you know first of all uh, Uh, you know, if you do things right, and body is an amazing, fascinating machine, it, it tells you it has all the dials and the bells and the whistles, right? It will tell you when something is going wrong. So if you listen to yourself, if you listen to your body, I think, you know, you don't need to go to doctor or anybody else. And don't push yourself beyond when the body doesn't let you, right? So Mm. there are a few things that you, you know, since I've been running so long, I have, uh, and I started when there was no training, no coaching. So I have, uh, you know, learned over the years, but now there is a lot more tech support available. There is a lot of, uh, you know, material that you can read. Uh, But if you are a little bit disciplined about, you know, uh, first of all, warming up before the run, stretching and cooling down after the run. And then if you have crossed 40, which I have, you know, do a bit of weight training so that you are not losing your muscle fat you know, make sure that your diet is appropriate, make sure that you are hydrated and your salts are taken care of. Especially when you are doing, you know, now since I have been running for this long, uh, if it is 10 kilometers or so, I don't have to do any preparation. Uh, If it is 20K, I carry a bit of salts. Uh, And if it is even longer, then I carry my water backpack and I carry uh, maybe a bit more salt. But uh, preparing for a very long run by carb loading and making sure that because salt water hydration are the two most essential other than warm-up and you know uh, stretches after the run so if you if you you know do this consistently and if you are um, disciplined about a few of these things and then you know obviously your posture should be right you should be landing on your midfoot you should be making sure that you know uh, you are not um, uh, flat-footed Um, your shoes are appropriate so I run on a a flat uh, you know the barefoot uh, equivalent I mean I can't run on barefoot because it it blisters on the leg but it's a it's like essentially a a, you know barefoot running shoe so if you if you over the period of time you know ensure you are taking care of some of these things uh, the fact that it hurts knees and it's not good for the long run is a myth I mean, you know, I don't, uh, having run for so long, I actually don't think I have any challenges. And now actually what I realized is with my climbing, uh, actually the best thing to do is to have something equivalent of a climbing, either a cycling or a climbing to alternate with your run, because that strength improves your performance even more. So the fact that I can now do a kilometer in four minutes, 45 seconds would have been almost a dream to me uh, if I had not actually done this strength training. So uh, you know if you get to the play point where you can't you know run anymore and you know your knees are hurting you know you can always move to fast walking at that point in time but don't not start because you will eventually get to that state and now by the way there are enough and more technology available to you know uh, replacement of knee and you can you know do all of those hopefully you don't need to get there but uh uh and and then there are equipments which actually tell you your state on a uh, you know regular basis so you know i wear a garmin and it tells me my heart rate it tells me my vo2 max it tells me my stress levels uh and it also actually does the blood test kind of and tells you you know are you crossing that threshold of you know uh, creatine so i would say that um, you know it's much easier today than it used to be before but uh, even in the earlier days i won't have not thought of you know not running
1: yeah, no, that makes sense. I I agree with you, uh, you know, and, and I think you touched upon an important point about this, you know, myth of uh, running and knees. Not that any of us here are medical professionals, but if you read, uh, if you Google and you you read a lot of articles about correlation between, you know, effect of running on the positive impact to knees is is also a lot of, uh, yeah. is there because you you're, you're, you're You know, the running activity is forcing or generating juices in the body that's keeping the knees in good shape. Of course, a lot of people who start late need to take care and, uh, you know, do the right things before they can start running in high volumes. Uh, Right. You've been running for so long. So you're speaking. uh, It's a second nature for you. You know, you've gotten to a point where the body is adapted uh so absolutely absolutely uh, you know uh, point uh, point on, i mean spot on 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 those things now in terms of family uh, now you know you are taking weekends off you're out running uh, how do you balance your priorities with family when you do the when you do this
0: uh, so you know till till about 7 8 years back uh, when i used to be with the pro uh most of my time I used to be traveling means, you know, last two days in two years that I was with Wipro, I used to be away from home 240 days in a year. I used to be literally back home only on the weekends. So, and, you know, wherever I was, I was, you know, and and that was one of the good things about, you know, my travel, I would have hated traveling otherwise. Because, you know, imagine um, you are in You know, all the parts of the world that you can imagine, you know, uh, running outside the King's Palace in Japan, uh, running on the Freedom Trail in Boston, running in Yosemite and Yellowstone, running in uh, Great Wall of China, running in, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, New York uh, Central Park, uh, running in the Crooked Lane in San Francisco, running in, um, you know, Hyde Park at uh, London. Uh, running on the Thames, uh, running in Scotland, running in uh, I, mean, I I can go on, running in Singapore uh, in near Jurong Bird Park, running in uh, you know. So I guess uh, you know the, the and and by the way, at home in you know uh, uh, Bandra uh, near the riverfront in Worli Seaface near you know Marine Drive. I don't think uh, people who are you know, are working in uh, uh, as career executives, which require a lot of travel, do anything but land at the airport, go to the office, you know, check in the hotel, meet the client, get back to the airport, take a flight and get back. They would have traveled maybe more number of countries than I would have, although I kind of have touched almost all the continents and, you know, a lot of countries. But they, none of them can claim to have seen as much of the world as I would have. Especially, you know, on foot in running. So, uh, I think uh, that is how it used to be when I was a Vipro. And having come into the startup world, I think uh, uh, there is a work community which makes you do some of this. And typically, my timings are early morning. So, you know, I would go early and by the time family would have gotten up and got into the routine, I would be back home. I would not miss the breakfast with family and uh, except on those crazy Saturday, Sundays when I was doing twice or thrice a run in the day. But, you know, then I guess family also understands that, you know, beyond uh, in few occasions, I would get the uh, you know leeway of, you know, taking time off for myself. But yeah, it has, I don't think I have ever felt uh, 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 challenged in terms of um, uh, compromise between um, Family and run, and uh, in many ways, uh, it was also me time. It was also uh, um, the meditation time, but not. I don't think I ever felt it was a compromise. Family also adjusted with my schedule. I would say they knew that you know this is the time when they can finish up other things, and I'm not here. Yeah,
1: great, and I think you they also get a better package back. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: He's like Absolutely. a ha- happier man back home. Okay, he's done, you know, s- same thing <laughs> at my place. He's finished his running, so now he's available for us fully Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that, 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 is, that, is, uh, that, that is well said. So, so coming back to uh, an interesting point you raised earlier on, which is, you know, running is meditation, right? Yeah. So, a lot of people think running is this. You know physically demanding uh, activity which is true uh it is demanding on your body but there is an element of the mind that a lot of people don't talk about uh, yeah love to hear your views on that for me personally actually um
0: uh, you know apart from the adrenaline rush that you get because your cardio levels are really high and Especially at the current uh, speed that I run and the distance that I run, um, uh, even with the you know sixteen kilometers, ten miles, um, my heart is pumping, and I'm my peak heart rate goes to hundred and seventy plus, um, even though my resting heart rate is 48, 49. Uh, but uh, what I what I find more, uh, or rather, which is the bigger reason for me to look forward to it is that after the first two two and a half kilometers, when the muscles are just opening up and you know there is a little bit of you know resistance in the mind should i should i not should i should i not after that two two and a half hour kilometers now then the body basically says now don't stop you know i have to literally you know put an alarm saying you know this is the time limit i have after which i need to stop otherwise you know uh, it's it's uh, you know you are you are your mind is now in a different place. It's not thinking about, uh, you know, a call yesterday or a call tomorrow or, a, you know, uh, uh, some stuff to be done at home. It, it's, a, it's a, I mean, I would say that's the stillest or rather the uh, least active mind that I can get at any point in time. You know, it's decluttered. It's not crowded with too many things. I don't, I don't take music along with me. You know, so what I do is I I normally do my Hanuman Chalisa while I'm running. So, you know, uh, this time helps me finish that as well. So as I'm doing that, slowly, 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 I'm away from any electronics. I'm not looking at my mails, my texts. I'm not, you know, thinking of anything. And and, um, I guess uh, it's difficult for one to get to that. At least it's been difficult for me to try and get to that state by sitting still at home you know, what I can achieve while I'm running. So uh, uh, physical exertion of the body does not mean you can't achieve stillness of mind, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably accelerates a point where, uh, you know, once... So here's here's what, you know, my view on it is that uh, when you're running and you're running beyond a certain period, you are transcending pain in a way. And then you're reaching a point where you are free from pain. And Absolutely. So that is a point where, which you call as runner's high or whatever. But um, have you had an out-of-body experience while running?
0: <laughs> uh, once in a while, I don't know if you will call it that, but uh, I have felt as if I am observing myself from outside. Yeah. I have, uh, you know, and, and interestingly, you know, when the pain becomes a pleasure, uh, yeah. you know, we use it in very different ways, but, uh, you start wanting more pain, you know, uh, uh, I know that, so I'll tell you, uh, uh, very interesting and this is very, very personal. I mean, I have, I may not have shared this with anybody, but so now this pandemic thing happened, right? Last five, six months, and, uh, it has limited, uh, the places that I can go for a run. Uh, most of the times I'm running in my apartment complex, which is, you know, a 600 meter round. And the the place that I run on is also where, you know, the cars, uh, you know, use that same road to exit and enter the apartment complex. Now, for some reason, I have this thing that I can't let a car cross me. Right. So uh, uh, till I get to that gate where the car gets out. If I hear a car which is starting to come, you know, on the same direction, I accelerate so much that you know I'm faster than the car, and and some of those are moments when I am watching me from myself from outside. On one thing, one side I'm looking at the car, on the other side I'm looking at myself, and I'm saying, is the car gaining on me? Is the car going to take over? And I would say, you know, I do about. Uh, um, Thirty rounds of the apartment complex. There would be fifteen times when I would have heard some car which is coming. I probably have made sure that fourteen out of those fifteen times I don't let that get out ahead of me. And these are real out of body moments for me. I Means you know, the Garmin gives you that tracker, right? What has been your speed every kilometer? Yeah so some of those 500 meters i have run at 17 18 kilometers an hour and you know i've tried doing that on the treadmill i mean, you know i find it extremely hard to do that for more than 100 meters if i'm doing at 17 18 kilometers an hour but this is those moments when something is you know you don't even know what got into yeah. you and yeah. you are looking at yourself and you are saying oh man is this me running and then on the other side you are saying this car is coming so uh, i think that is one moment and the other moment is when uh, uh, you know, you are suddenly, uh, you have not, some of those days are days when you don't have limitations on time, right? You got up really early, you went out and you said, today till I get tired, I will continue. So I don't put an alarm. And then after, after a while, you suddenly look at, uh, and this is when you are not running in the complex because then you are counting the number of times you have done, right? So you have some track of distance, et cetera. This is when you have just started and you are saying, I'll go as long as I can. And then I'll revert or I'll start back when, time has, even uh, suddenly I started feeling tired and if required, I can continue going and when I'm completely tired, I'll take a cab and come. So then you don't know how much distance you have gone, right? You have not kept uh, track. Suddenly when you look at your watch and, you know, uh, on the watch also, you can change the dials, right? So I have kept it intentionally only on the dial, which shows that, the, you know, um, uh, the heart rate, nothing else. So So when I have now suddenly thought that, oh man am I really, you know, sun Sun has risen, I started at 4.30, so how much time have I been running? And then when you look at it, and then you look at it yourself from outside, is this real? I mean, is this something that I have really done? And so there are moments like that, but yeah. I,
1: yeah I, you I know, when you, now
0: when you, say, when you say so, I can actually think of so many moments like that.
1: No, I can relate to that, and this may sound like mumbo-jumbo to a lot of people, but, you know, yeah. uh, I do believe that Uh, as runners, endurance, uh, uh, especially endurance runners, you do end up experiencing some of these moments like what yogis would describe uh, as, you know, suddenly there is this detachment between your physical existence and this is awareness that there is, you know, we keep talking of of ourselves as awareness, uh, a pure consciousness. I, I do... I personally experienced it and you're saying it, and I'm sure if you talk to each each runner, endurance runners especially, they would have experienced some form of this where they just at a point of pure consciousness and they're suddenly seeing everything as a third party. Yeah. Including your party. own body. It sounds very <laughs> weird, it sounds very mumbo jumbo. Uh, you know, and if you say this to someone who's not doing this, they're like, What's wrong with this guy? It's crazy. But it it happens if you experience it yeah. and it's a form no, of, and and that's why I think running or any, any form of endurance sports for that matter is like kind, kind of a yoga because you're kind of, you know, it's like a union with the consciousness and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a little, absolutely. a little abstract and uh, deep, but it happens.
0: it happens. No, absolutely. Completely agree with you.
1: Yeah. And, and that's why we keep going back. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, it's
0: annoying at times for people who know me well, because you know, we are in a social setting and suddenly I found someone who is a runner and then the whole conversation gets hijacked, you know, it's yeah. extremely
1: hard to even stop talking about it. So. That is true. Yeah. That is true. That's true with all parties, all runners, you know, it can get <laughs> annoying, annoying for other people. So yeah, that, that, that is, that is uh, well said. Um, So uh, in terms of uh, uh, you know, food, uh, any, uh, do, you, do you indulge in food or are you a very disciplined eater or do you have any post-race guilt pleasures or post-run guilt uh, pleasures?
0: You know, if there is one thing that has been a motivator for me to run, it has been food. Because, you know, what I have realized is, um, uh, you know, because of whatever uh, physical activity that I do running and now running plus climbing. I actually don't have to even think how much and what I'm eating. And I enjoy my food. So, And I enjoy everything that is not supposed to be eaten. So, you know, uh, being a marwadi, you know, a lot of ghee, a lot of fried stuff and a lot of sugar. And so uh, I try to make sure that uh, the essential salts and the protein is, because I'm a vegetarian too. So I try and make sure that I eat stuff which gives me enough of my protein and, uh, uh, you know, my um, uh, required uh, dose of salts and uh, energy. Uh, But other than that, um, I enjoy my food and I eat, uh, you know, what tastes good. So not necessarily what is healthy.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's a a big driver for me because I really want to make sure that, uh, you know, uh, uh, there are people who try and be fit by eating less. And then there are people who try and be fit by burning more. So I prefer the latter than the
1: former. Yeah. And and I also think that, you know, movement is natural for us as human beings. And I don't know if you've read this book called uh, uh, Christopher McDonald's, uh, McDoug- McDougall's book, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ponder Absolutely. So, you know, that was that was a book that, you know, uh, really was very enlightening in that sense that as human beings, we have two-legged people uh, Peep, you know uh, beings, animals, and we are the only ones who can sweat, so yeah. we are designed to run we 're designed to do the slow run it 's not like everybody has to be a Usain bolt who 's sprinting, which is okay. just about one hundred meters two hundred meters, but we are designed yeah. to run long, and that 's the and and so uh, from a health perspective, I think if you 're doing something natural that 's aligned with your design that 's probably yeah. better in the long run right
0: completely agree I think uh uh the 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 near uh, past uh, realization for me when i till about 2016 it was all about you know more and more kilometers run it was not about performance it was not about speed uh and uh, i was naturally very comfortable running at 10.7 10.8 kilometers and uh after 2016 when i have started thinking of doing a little faster i have realized that uh, you know there are various technical terms used right there's a vo2 max and then there is a muscle strength and so on and so forth but uh, what i have realized is that uh, you know depending on how you have trained your body uh, there is a certain speed and there is a certain distance which you, if you run uh, it is it is ideal anything more than that may also not be great unless you train yourself for more uh, and uh, anything less is that less, that much less efficient.
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, uh, it's a journey, right. And, you know, yeah. and, 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 in this podcast, uh, one of the things that I want to bring to fore is that this is a journey. This is not a yeah. one-time yeah. event. You, you know, some someone like you has been doing this for 20 plus years you know, for you, what's next for you is different from somebody who's starting yesterday. Think of yeah. this as a journey. You're getting in a train. There are multiple stations. You may want to, you know, you 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 climb Mount, you know, you climb the hills in your neighborhood and suddenly you want to climb the mountain yeah. in, in the Rockies and then the Himalayas. So it's a journey, right? So that, that's that's absolutely well said there. Now, one question I had is when you, uh, in 2016, when, you know, you dealt with this breakdown, uh, how did you deal with that and you know, from a psychological perspective, how was it for you and how did you come out of that? Now, for me to
0: fall down, the first thing that came to my mind is, oh shit, I'm now, will this mean I can't run, right? Then when I went to the doctor, the doctor said, you have to be on bed rest. The first question was, okay, so this is curable. But does bedrest mean at least temporarily I can't run? Because I'm someone who has, and mind you, this is now a combination of not having, having got addicted to running and the OCD that, oh man, I have not missed a day. How can I now miss? Mm -hmm. Right? So to deal with the fact that the first day when I am not running after so many years, that was a big, you know, it was, I had to cross that hurdle. Uh, But slowly, slowly you get to that point where you realize that, you have a choice to make either you don't run at all because if you push yourself like i said body tells you what it can what it can't right if you push yourself you will never be able to run alternatively if you follow a plan you probably may do half of it and the other days when you are not able to how do you compensate for what you are missing what are you missing you are missing the adrenaline rush you are missing the you know uh, meditative state now Climbing still does not give me that meditating state, but it does give me, you know, the adrenaline for sure. Because, you know, I am, my heart, heart rates are high. I am doing 140 floors. So I guess uh, it is difficult to adjust, especially for someone who has been doing it for that long. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm, I'm fortunate and I'm lucky that the good sense prevailed. Because if I had not done that and if I had not been able to run at all today, I would have been in a miserable state. I think now body has gotten used to alternate day running and, you know, uh, I'm actually slowly, slowly, like it takes time to train yourself to get to where I was in 2016. I think now I've gotten used to and trained to get to where I am. And while we hear of Foja Singh and his mom running at 100 years age, uh, I'm hoping I can do that too. But now I know that there is a gradual, you know, cooling down also, you know, that body uh, can take because... The important part is important thing is to you know be able to do this till the last moment rather than you know get a peek and then stop doing it completely,
1: Manish. Awesome, very, uh, very deep conversations. Um, uh, so you know, I, I guess we it's time to wrap up. We can keep going on uh, for hours on this conversation, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but before we wrap up, uh, I know we've touched upon many, many things you've learned through a process of self-discovery when times when we didn't have as much material and any key, uh, you know, message you want to give?
0: Uh, I think everyone finds their own MO, as they say, right? Uh, And uh, for me, it has been, I mean, fortunately, I found it and, you know, I have enjoyed every step of the way and running has been the in thing for me. I know people who find similar, Excitement in swimming, I find people I know people who find similar excitement in doing various things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that everybody should find that one thing that gives them this kind of a high, and mm-hmm. you know you will suddenly realize that it, it is not limited to fitness, it is mm-hmm. mind body it is it it kind of impacts work, it impacts family, and suddenly you will find that everything starts falling in place. Things will mm-hmm. work out for you much better than. I mean, it's not like, a, you know, you can call it karma, you can call it superstition, but things have its way of working out. If you mm-hmm. have one thing which, you know, you are so excited about and that kind of, you know, keeps you going every day. So yeah. I would, I would urge everybody to find their one thing. And if it is running, please join me on my Carmen and Nike plus and we can run together even though virtually.
1: Yes. Awesome. Thanks a lot uh, Manish, uh, was a pleasure to have this conversation uh, and uh, keep, keep at it, uh, continue the journey, hope you continue to push those limits and discover new uh, hacks and which you can share to the world, right? So thank you so much and have a wonderful weekend.
0: Thanks so much Santosh, really appreciate giving this opportunity. I hope, uh, you know, uh, those who listen to this find an inspiration and uh, even if it changes one individual's uh, journey I would really uh, feel great about it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye.